0: Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast, here for the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois. Bills dropped one today in Jacksonville, 10-3, first playoff game since January 2000. I'm Lars. Joining me today, a pretty full crew, Buffalo Bill Belcher is here from Milwaukee. Bring it! And the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is also here.
1: Andy Dalton fan club still alive.
0: And, of course, the Bills backers of Chicago president, Sujit, is also with us. Yeah, baby, playoffs. So it's worth noting that in 2017, the 17th season of the playoff drought, the Buffalo Bills got to play 17 and only 17 games. It's a wonderful and beautiful prime number, and it's where this season <laughs> shall stand. We've got a lot to get through. We've got some uh, listeners of the week. We've got a lot of people to thank. A lot of fun times to be had. It's been a really great season. Buffalo Bills fans everywhere should be totally proud. They should be totally happy. They shouldn't be upset about this loss. It'd be nice to be going to Foxborough to enter face first into a wood chipper, but we're not. <laughs> so find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Just search for Bills and Beer. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Stitcher or however you found this podcast. So, folks... Let's close it out. Let's close it out on a happy note because this was a playoff game we all got to enjoy. We got, like, lots of replays, lots of cool on-screen graphics, Tony Romo, Jim Nance. It was a great afternoon. We lost the game. We'll talk about that, but who cares? Go Bills. Hey, hey. hey. Hey, hey. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go,
2: Buffalo.
0: make me wanna 10 to 3 three points
3: three It was
0: all the buffalo bills could muster in this one but it wasn't all ugly there were some bright spots in today's game Cassie we're going to start with you you're the bat blue mvp of today's contest
1: Lorenzo Alexander
0: great great pick
1: uh, he played his heart out you could tell he was running all over the field trying to do everything that he could from pressuring Dalton to making that uh, big third down stop we could have used it on fourth down uh, when they scored their touchdown but he he played a hell of a game and from a veteran leader who I think he had a great time out there as well it was just good to see him he was running all over and uh, he was the heart of the bills today
0: certainly nobody can place this this loss on the bill's defense suge or actually no bill we'll come to you now you're joining us for the first
3: time in a long time. You're the bad blue of today's game. I'm going to go with Jordan Poyer. Played a Jordan Poyer game. I mean, just as Tyrod plays his game, Jordan Poyer was Jordan Poyer.
1: Wait, and did you just compare Tyrod and Jordan? No, I'm Poyer saying Tyrod same... is
3: Tyrod, and gotcha. Jordan Poyer okay. is Jordan okay. Poyer. Uh, he had a great game, some really nice tackles. I love the fact that he's not a huge guy, but he just. When he wraps his arms around someone, they're going down. He had a couple real nice tackles, real nice breakdown, breakups. Love it.
0: And everybody here heard that like Warlock rant on WGR. And he what he said about Jordan Poirier was perfect. Yep. This guy came from the Browns. He was a late draft pick. He thought he was going to be terrible. He was not terrible. He was yeah. one of our best players all season. He single-handedly took more than 20 points off the scoreboard for the Buffalo Bills this year. Jordan Poirier... I am really proud to call this guy a Buffalo Bill, and I'm, I'm really happy he's on our team, and for no other reason so I can look at Rachel Bush on Instagram. Suge, coming to you. You're the Bat Blue of today's game. We
2: wanted to look at her, Bush. All right. Hey, no, that... Uh, she's a mother, you know. She, she, she She's a mother. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and, you know, the the reason I was actually thinking about Rachel Bush as you were talking about it was there was a video of Jordan Poyer's injury comeback that was just recently released uh, by the Bills, and kind of, you know, it really gets... It really gets at the type of person that he is, a hard worker, and how he felt like everything that he had just achieved becoming a starter was coming back to him and how excited he was to be a Bill. And his last words were, and I want to play here for a really long time. And I, I couldn't be happier if that would have happened.
3: Can I revise my pick? Sure. I'd like to revise it to include Sujit. And his design skills. Oh, wait, wait,
0: wait. Let's, let's, save, let's save that. Let's save that because Lars might have something saved for that. So, okay. Suge, coming to you now.
3: My
2: shit is tight. You're
0: the bad blue MVP of today's game. Uh, guys,
2: I got to do it. I'm, I'm probably going to take two. But uh, for the first one, uh, I'm. Uh, it had to be said, and maybe we'll talk more about this later. I have to give, because what this whole week was about was Bill's Mafia. Oh, you asshole! You took mine! I sure did. You took mine! Well, let's talk about it, because there's a hell of a lot to talk about with this. I mean, whether it's, you know us putting Dalton's name on the back of a jersey, or more importantly, raising $350,000, 15,000 plus of us, donating $17 at a time.
1: I'm sorry, of us, because when I asked the group today, the only person that donated $34, yes, 17 to Tyler Boyd and 17 to Andy Dalton, was the one and only more. Wait, I thought, no, Suge was,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I, I was going to... I mean what had happened was I donated seventeen dollars to my bookie to cover this spread. Sometimes okay? the most That's charitable the same thing.
0: Sometimes the most important charitable contributions are the ones that you meant to make.
2: Right. And if I won Usher. maybe I would have donated eighteen to Daltons. I don't know. Anyways, no, but this was just I mean, you know, whatever. We kind of backed our way into the playoffs. You know, yes, we got a 9-7 and season. We had a positive season despite having no receivers and uh, having a quarterback that couldn't even find the receivers that we did have when they were open. Uh, so we were not a good team this year, guys. I mean, we all know that, but somehow we worked our way into it and to see the joy on Kyle Williams face when he realized that that pass was not just a fourth down conversion, but a touchdown, uh, to see the look on, you know, everyone in to see those crowds that were out there during their new year's Eve celebrations and stopped everything to go cheer on the bills. Uh, just to see—I mean, just see the national media finally understand what it means to be a Bills fan and how Seeing Bill like,
3: Cowher go through go a through a table. A table? <laughs> That's awesome. Are you
2: kidding me? Like, I mean, this is this is just shows how infectious this team is, and I don't mean that like a VD. But it is true because they never go away. Once you have them, you can't get rid of them. It's like herpes. Uh, but so that they are definitely my Labatt Blue MVP. But for a player, and I don't know I just, we'll, we'll come back to the, the fan stuff. I know you guys want to talk about it. Um, but uh, I, I wanted to give um, I wanted to give props to uh, I don't even remember. Well, okay, well, uh,
0: no. I'm going to use this opportunity then because I was going to use. <laughs> I had it right in my yeah, head. Yeah, well, was I was going to say Bills Mafia, but like this morning's radio coverage was. All about the players, or excuse me, all about the fans that had flooded the stadium, the caravan of cars that were driving into Jacksonville. We tweeted out a room block reservation that was sold out in less than twenty-four hours. They had they had to add more people. All the pictures and videos of people partying in Jacksonville. This is unlike any other sports franchise. I'm sorry, but it is and like it's because it's a small market, and it be, it's because it's the Bills, and because everybody got super pumped up 28 years ago when they were going to Super Bowls. But this this fan base is unparalleled.
1: And, and I agree that we're unparalleled. I think that we are always kind of a laughing stock, like, oh, look at Bills maybe, fans. Maybe the team. We just, oh, okay, all right. We just drink. We just do this. We do that. And you know what? The, the greatest thing I honestly think is, like, we were taken seriously when we donated – To Tyler or uh, Tyler Boyd and Andy Dalton that don't even play on our team, and we raise close to almost half Half a million million dollars. I mean, we we come from a very blue collar franchise. We don't have a ton of fans, but we have very passionate fans, and we're known for our passion. We're known for being stupid. But we're now also known for being, like, actually good people. But we're also known, and, and part of being a good person is, is sticking through your team through thick
0: and thin. Oh, yeah. And, and today, coming down to the bar here in Chicago, I had to do some returns at Home Depot at the request of the wife. And I was like, oh, God, I'm going to get there, and there's going to be a line outside. And, all I, and we joked about this. And I got here, and there was a line outside. The bar was at capacity before 1130 today. When I got here,
1: all I wanted to do was show a video of Lars outside, can't get into the bar, but and I'll, us inside. But, but the
0: reason I would have been pissed is because, like, I've sat at this bar, at this table, since 2006, through a lot of losing games, through a lot of dark times, <laughs> and I don't get to through watch a lot watch of shit, and I don't get to watch the playoff game. But I walked, I walked right past the line. I walked right to the door, and Ben, who just walked past the table, the owner of this bar, saw me. He's was like, yeah, come on in. That was a nice feeling. But, oh, my God, if I had put up with everything that I put up with with this team and, and didn't get a chance to watch this game in my seat in this bar, I would have been apoplectic. That's fair. So, yeah. Where were the
2: rest of the – I mean, okay. So, so, I love wait, Bill's you, Mafia as a whole, but where the rest of y'all been the whole time, okay?
0: I know. I, well, okay. That's nah, all right. Okay, all right. all right, fine. So you took Bill's Mafia, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Sean McDermott. Fair. And I'm going to take Love Sean. It. I'm going to take Sean McDermott because let's, folks, Jesus Christ, let's close our eyes. We traded Sammy Watkins. We traded Ron Darby. We traded Marcel Darius. We put Cordy Glenn on injured reserve. We put Jordan Matthews on injured reserve. And here we are in a wild card game. In a year in which That we were competitive in that we were that we should should have won. Okay, in a game that we had Hatley. 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 Who the hell is Hatley? That's
2: that's not an expression. He's actually saying the last name of a player that was on the field today.
0: (laughs) Number 94. That played a lot a minute. Hatley's on the field, okay? Kyle Williams has has probably played his last game as a Buffalo Bill. He's on one leg and on one arm out there. We have no talent on this defense. And we finished this season 9-8 with a quarterback who ain't shit. We'll get to that later. Uh... And we had a we had a group of guys that believed in the team. They believed in each other. They believed in the process. And Sean McDermott, Sue, you've been saying it for a long time. Getting to the playoffs buys you an extra season next year, and every year that they after they make the playoffs is year one for Sean McDermott.
1: Can we make one comment from what Micah Hyde said? To the, I I don't know, whatever radio broadcast He Didn't want to come here. Did And and you know what? The, The best part about all of that is that should be played to every person that we are thinking about drafting.
0: Or to Kirk Cousins.
1: True. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, Micah Hyde, you didn't want to come here, and now you are fully sold in. And I'm sorry, what franchise is he coming from, Bill Nichols?
3: Green Bay Packers.
1: And now he is proud to be home here with the Buffalo Bills. And I think that's all McDermott. It's all McDermott. It is.
0: And speaking of Bill's Mafia, we have four, count them, four social media listeners of the week this week. And and El Super Mexican, you're going to be getting your money. I got your stuff. We're, it's all good. Uh, Mark <laughs> See, you can't, you can you
2: can hold out on money to someone that named Super Mexican. Well, he's okay? very that is he's very break cage, your legs if you very, give him very very
0: very very cagey with his actual His actual That's identity. cuz
2: it's actually Hugo Chavez, okay?
0: Yeah, well, uh, no, no, no it's, it's not, not cuz he, not, cause he, it's cause he not, is right. very much a not not of the political persuasion of Hugo Chavez. Uh, Mark Cavaretti at Cavarooter 61, you get you get 5 bucks, just send us the DM, I'll, uh, I'll send you 5 mm-hmm. bucks uh david leary big red you're you're one of our favorites you've been you've been big with red. the show uh you've been tweeting us i don't remember if we sent you five bucks this season but you deserve five more bucks if you already got a Brandon meister that goes for you too so let's make it five brian carpenter coming to you now at ub marine 52 love your comments on twitter send us send us the best way to send you five bucks and i shall and finally curtis dorian at curtis dorian uh i think that you and i had a nice back and forth i didn't realize you were a listener you're a listener. And for that, we're very grateful. What did you do Lars? I talked. Well, <laughs> what we, did I, you I went do? back and forth because he was wrong about. So he was wrong about Tyrod, and we're gonna get into that.
1: Wait, somebody was wrong to Lars about something. <laughs> about
0: specifically about Tyrod. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of people out there, but I don't think there's gonna be many after today. Is there
2: any chance we could charge those twenty year old Patriots fans that you got? You oh, got to no fight with the, the those girl, girls, the <laughs> female ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I you know, charge him five bucks. Uh, but, hey, you get a, you get five bucks, too. Use it to have a beer on us. Uh, just send me your email address, and I'll send you five bucks on behalf of Bills and Beers, and you can have a beer on us. So, folks, we I, lost.
2: I want to I wanna give a shout-out to my old t- time. One of my best friends from growing up uh, contacted me this morning, Chris Albergo. I know you're listening. He's going to be a new listener for us because uh, he's not on freaking Facebook because he's too old school. Uh, we
0: picked up a lot of Facebook followers this week.
2: I, I know, the, that's probably because so they I saw we, I my I t-shirt I we designs. Made the playoffs
0: nine years ago when we started this <laughs> podcast We'd have like 20,000 listeners by now Hey, what's so, your friend's
2: name, Sanjay? So, listen, you racist son of a bitch
0: Raji, okay? Raji
2: Yes, it's Raji, Christopher Raji Elbergo, okay <laughs> so, Anyway, so Chris, man, Irish good to hear you this hand. morning uh, Glad you're listening And uh, Chris is a long, long, long time Bills fan He's been following as long as all of us have So uh, good to have you as a new listener
1: Actually probably longer since you're older than all of us <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know I am. which was great when Listen. we were talking to the 23 year old girls from Rochester I turned to their buddy and I said hey Suge right now is trying to act all cool uh, talking to the girls who graduated high school 15 years after he did yeah
2: dude I like literally had finished my PhD when they graduated high school yeah <laughs> like,
0: yeah it was it was great <laughs> actually no I had finished everything they were like, oh you're from like, Rochester and I was like oh yeah you don't know him you were you, uh, know you know were a baby him. when he left that town no
2: the, the 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 deli that they used to buy beer at. Uh, was owned by like a personal friend of mine. <laughs> so we're going to oh, we're going to uh, <laughs> uh,
0: Jenny Cremel bummer of today's game. Uh, I'll get things started because I'm going to start on a light note. Uh, I'm giving my Jenny Cremel to Suji's t-shirt. <laughs>
2: My T-shirt uh, which, is beautiful. Which I hope okay? uh, times two. I, times two. So hey, can I say? Can I say? It like I was okay. So I had this really janky T-shirt but he's cr- No,
0: we're gonna we're gonna post it. We're, oh I'm, no, it's you're already posted. It. Oh, you already? No, none of the bills and beers properties. It's not.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. But the the actual picture is posted. You're wearing it. One person wanted wait. one.
0: And then, so this guy came by
2: and he's like, oh, can I get one of those t shirts? And then. Hopefully, you gave it to him for free. You didn't charge him money for anything. I didn't charge anybody anything. No, I gave away the t shirts, and everyone that I gave it to, once they got the t shirt and felt that it was like this iron on plastic thing on the front, was like, Oh, a lot of <laughs> T-shirts have been made in
0: the last week. Yours is
2: by far the worst.
0: By far the worst. But you know, the
2: idea is good. It's it's a drought monkey off my back. It's a yeah. big buffalo stomping on the, the drought monkey. I think the picture is good. The execution of the T-shirt is horrible. But it does look better in person than it did than it did in that picture. It looks really bad in the picture.
0: It's not good. It went from a one to a three. The, I'm fine with. I'm fine with. Bill three. coming to you, Jenny Creamel, bummer of today's contest.
3: You just took mine.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. Cass, coming to you now.
1: I'm not going to end the Bills and Beer season without giving my Jenny Creme oh, oh bummer of the week no. to Jerry Hughes. You know what? Because I personally feel that his over-pursuit... Of Blake Bortles is what caused him to step up into the pocket to run for, what, 86 yards or something like that?
0: 89.
1: 89, very close. Just fucking stay home. Don't, like, he feels like he has to, like, he just runs past the guy and he's like, ooh, I'm going to sneak up behind him. I'm going to get that strip sack like last week. No, you didn't get that strip sack last week. You did not. If a we if we had
0: if we had a, we had a second hold on Cassie uh, uh, please understand if we had if Jerry Hughes was cloned and playing opposite himself they both would have twelve sacks this year that's fine but he's
1: not and you know what I expect players because
0: it's the rest of the defensive line is is
3: horrendous
1: outplay who you matched up against
3: disclaimer the opinions of Cassioza what? Are, <laughs>
1: no no
3: do not belong not to the Bills and no. You- Chalk that up to
0: being a female. I'm if sorry.
1: Like. Oh, oh, whoa! shit! Do not get me started there. Damn a bitch! There may be a point in the game, and Lars, you cannot refute this where you is said that time a month. No, 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 no. Where Lars said, "Oh, our front seven is terrible. It our is. front seven is terrible." You know who's included in that front seven? Jerry Hughes, and that's who you were talking about. Yep. Jerry Hughes is like uh, uh, – I I should
0: have rephrased. Our front six and a half is terrible.
1: No, you didn't. You said seven. I should have recorded it
0: and then posted it. I did say that. But, Cass, you have to understand, like, he's being double and triple teamed on every play because the other guys in the defensive line are awful. Like, they're – Hadley, Hadley, Hadley
1: is playing lots of, like, meaningful snaps. You know what? Deal with it, bro. Hadley. Deal with it, bro. Deal with it. If you're going to be good – you gotta be good. He's he's not he's not Canadian clowning out I there. Think it, and I did not see him getting double teamed. I'm sorry. at and what, you weren't watching. I saw him getting held. I saw him getting oh bullshit. He, I saw him getting, he was getting held. I, all d- day. I definitely saw he him getting held. held. But when I saw him getting held, I saw him getting held by one person, not two. I did not see the double team all over him all day.
0: So, another thing that's worth mentioning here real quick.
1: <laughs> I
2: can't even, I literally can't turn down the mic loud and <laughs> low enough on Cassie's angry ass right now. So like, the- I was like, how come when I talk you can't hear anything? It's just because Cassie's literally screaming in anger <laughs> about Jerry Hughes. Listen, he's not
1: elite, but he's not bad. Oh, I'm, I, You know what? I'm going to go on about him. Did anybody <laughs> see his Instagram post today? Getting <laughs> ready to start the game? Anyone? Huh? huh? No, it was his like two-year-old son watching fucking Elmo in the hotel room. Oh, that's what I want. That's what I want. Jerry Hughes getting ready to watch the game. No, it's his like two-year-old son watching Elmo. He's a
0: family man, girl. I mean, there's there there are three people with although, mics in front of their face who have little kids although, and would be like, yeah, that's that that sounds about right. But guys,
2: it does it does bring up a point that. When he had his breakout season and he was tearing shit up, he did not have a kid, and now he does have a kid. And his past two seasons have
0: kind of sucked. Actually, Jeff Day was the first to point that out. I want, I want to hold on, hold two on. Kids. Two, two things I want to point out. Two things I want to point out. It has been uh, widely said now on on Twitter and social media that the fade pass to Kelvin Benjamin that re- that resulted in offensive pass interference and points basically off the board when we were first in goal at the one yard line was an audible from Tyrod Taylor. So as we talk about the Jenny Cream bummer of today's game, but that wasn't a bad pass, like play call, right? I mean, he, no, it was hit a, hit a run. Hands. It was a run play, the Tyrod audible to the fade pass. It turned out to be an OPI. That
1: wasn't a fade pass though. That was like the far no that that that
0: actually, that actually that one was the other one that was 16 feet in the air was not
1: no but like isn't a fade pass like over your shoulder like he had to push off in order to like have that, a chance at the ball
0: yeah no, that
2: was a back shoulder the one that was an OPI was a back shoulder pass because he he pushed out then regardless yeah, yeah no but but that's not a bad play call I don't have I don't blame Ty but the original for that. play
0: call was a run and and I think a lot of people would tell you on first and goal at the one yard line your 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 first your first place should be a run.
2: Uh, okay, yeah, cuz it's first out. Okay, that's that's fair enough. But, but hold, mean,
0: on, the, hold on, hold okay. on. Factoid number 2, the Buffalo Bills now have the number 21 and 22 pick of the 2018 NFL draft. Keep that in mind as we talk and about also one for 29 Tyrod Taylor coming to you now. Suge. I want to yeah, I want to get on my my Jenny, Jenny Cream,
2: Cream Ale Bummers. And uh man, do I miss Matt Milano cuz I think he would have been my Labatt Blue had he been playing we he got. Was my blue last we week. got. We got schooled by a lack of good inside linebackers. Uh, Preston Brown is just too slow to play in this defense.
0: Do and we bring him back? Do we bring him back
2: next no, year? No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't know why he's do not. We, we, but he's not the right prototype but the problem for this is defense. Not bringing
0: him back creates a hole. Well, yeah, but so I think would that you rather, we could. Would you rather have him another or Matt hole. Milano? We could do another
2: Matt Milano. But they like don't play the same second, position. What's
0: that? Yeah. So but, uh, that's that's where I'm at with Preston Brown. I said I'd rather have him than a hole. Yeah. But I, but I but I'd rather have better.
2: Okay. But then if not, then we need a backup for Milano. Like we need someone that's another fast linebacker. Yeah. Ramon Humber those, is a backup. Right, but, but he's not fast enough either. He slows balls. He's a backup, dude. What do you expect? No, I know, I know. But here's my problem. Right. We had this game in hand, but play our drive after drive after drive was extended by our linebacker, whose sole job it is to spy Blake Bortles be unable to actually spy Blake Bortles. His one job is to keep him in the pocket, is to chase him down. But he didn't just not tackle him. The guy ran for fucking 17 yards a play. He ran for, eight, what, 89 yards? I mean, that's purely on broken plays where he, so, so, he just sorry, got sorry. our linebacker. Hum- Humber, got is to be is Humber
0: your... Both are linebackers. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, then, 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 then and allow me. Humber then and allow me. Fine, fine. I shall be the bad guy. I shall be the one. We left it wide open. I shall wide be the open. person who is. Well, we're going to talk about has, it. Has been the Tyrod Taylor hater, quote unquote. No, we're all with you. Okay, thank God you are because I, I'm, t- I'm tired we left of. left you the easy one. Come on. I'm tired yeah. of, we knew of, you were going to talk about Louise. it. I'm tired of carrying this banner all the time. He's awful. He's terrible. He's 16 for 36 for 134 yards in a playoff game with an interception and no touchdowns. Missing wide-open receivers all over the field, including Nicole Leary, wide open in the end zone. Tyrod Taylor got knocked out of this game. We had to bring in Nate Peters- Peterson, Peterman, I don't care what his name is, who tragically threw an interception. And I, I, I maintain the fact that Nate Peterman's interceptions do not reflect on how poor he actually is. He's a good backup quarterback, but God almighty, Tyrod Taylor got killed on the field today and will probably be his last play as a Buffalo Bill and good riddance, 16 for 36 for 134 yards and three points, three points, when 11 points would have won the game. That ain't good enough. And we've been screaming about it since October of 2016 at the very latest and the fact that this is even a debate Anymore in Bills Nation drives me absolutely apeshit. I have a dream! And I can't imagine that anymore it's a debate. I can't imagine anybody's going to pick up that phone and call WGR or tweet to us or post to a message board or send us a message on Facebook saying that Tyrod Taylor, all he needs is more weapons. All he needs is better play calling. No! All he needs is to be a better quarterback. And he's not! We lost today's game because we have a lousy quarterback. That is the beginning and the end. The Alpha the Omega. That's all you need to know, folks. We lost this game because we only mustered three fucking points against a bad Jacksonville Jaguars team. Against a team that Blake Portals couldn't get out of his own way long enough for us to do anything. We lost because Tyrod Taylor is lousy. He's going to be gone. So it was nice that we made the playoffs the next year, this year, but by God, next year, Bills fans, be ready! It's a rebuilding season. It's going to rebuild around the quarterback position because Tyrod Taylor,
1: he gone. Four scores. i I'm done. Preach on! No, preach on! Somebody I'm with else talk. I'm with you.
2: So I, I, wow. So I feel like Lars needed that. Like Lars needed that a, a season ago. Uh, but uh, but Lars is right, right? So I mean, the the thing is, the saddest thing is that. The one thing that he's wrong about is that there's gonna be some one of you assholes after we just said saying nice things about Bill's Mafia, one of you assholes is gonna call up and say the following. The problem with this team is not Tyrod Taylor. The problem with this team is Rick Dennison and the JV play calling that is going on. It's so predictable. And also, who do you expect Tyrod to be actually be throwing the ball to? He has nobody to throw the ball to and Just remember, look at the stats when he had Sammy Watkins versus when he didn't have Sammy Watkins. Well, I got a fucking clue for you goddamn morons. Look at the All-22 from this game. We were lucky that we had a playoff game, and so they were actually showing replays, and they were showing All-22. They had multiple angles on every fucking play. And time after time after time, when Tyrod's sitting back there just fucking looking, Looking, I see Charles Clay streaking diagonally across the field. I see Zay Jones crossing for the sidelines. I see uh, O'Leary wide open in the fucking end zone. Over and over and over again, these guys are open. And yes, once the play breaks down and then he starts to scramble, yeah, then it's a hard pass for him to make.
0: But they were open originally. Pay the fucking money. Seventeen for thirty-seven for one hundred thirty-four yards. Next time you have
2: an extra seventeen dollars, next time you have an extra seventeen dollars, save up, pay for the all twenty-two, and actually watch what our receivers are doing. Are they great wide receivers? No, but they get open. They get open adequately.
1: Calvin Benjamin, I like literally. Calvin Benjamin doesn't need to be open to get the ball thrown. Exactly. Just throw it up in the air don't throw it to his like back shoulders inside shoulder or some sort of fucking shoulder throw it in the air where a like five foot eight quarterback or whoever the fuck was guarding him can't get it like even the play i'm sorry three weeks ago against stefan gilmore like the ball is thrown incorrectly throw it up in the air to where no one can get it except for our like ginormous wide receiver
0: and had one catch today for nine yards.
1: Yeah,
2: and the the other thing that I want to bring up about why fucking Tyrod Taylor sucks is that his indecision, his indecision came back again today. His indecision to run or to not run. He would step forward. Oh, uh, do I see something? No, I'm going to... And then he ended up getting sacked or he ended up getting a two-yard gain. I mean, it's the one thing that we could ever complain about with LaShawn McCoy is that he sometimes does that. But when he does that it's with the goal of every once in a while I peel off 50 yards so it's understandable when he does it when Tyrod does it it just doesn't make any sense and the other thing is that when he was making passes to wide receivers these wide receivers were catching the ball behind them so he had no chance for yards after catch these balls I mean the one thing Lars brought up this point earlier today the one thing that we used to be able to say about Tyrod is that when he does throw the ball and someone's open he gets the ball to the receiver he has that level of accuracy Today, not the case. Zay Jones streaking to the sidelines, completely overthrew him. Deontay Thompson overthrew him. Um, Nick Nico O'Leary in the end zone. End zone. That, we would have won the game with that. Yeah. I promise you we would have won the game because our, our game plan would have been different. And all we would have needed was a field goal. So where were we when we were losing? At the end of the game, where were we? We were like 40, 30-yard line. You think we would have given Stephen Hauschka a try? We would have won the game. Had he made that play, there were way too many opportunities. But the point at the end of the day is that this is why we are not really a playoff team. We are a playoff team because we got into the playoffs. But we're not ready to battle in the playoffs because real good teams take advantage of those opportunities and we need a quarterback that can.
0: Real good teams have quarterbacks and Blake Bortles is the exception to the rule having won today over a quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, who had no business being there.
1: Can I ask one question, though? We talked about this during the game. Tyrod has something in that locker room. So, what sort of sentiment does it send if we release him? We cut don't him. Don't care. We don't keep like. Don't care. They'll,
3: they'll get over it they'll, they'll, when they yes. start winning.
1: Yep.
0: They'll they'll get over it during OTAs and during uh, during spring camp so, and then during during camp over the summer and then training camp. Like they'll get over. But Cassie, you've 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 okay. I, I don't mean to like you and I play this card often. Because Cassie and I are both former Division One athletes, but you've played sports with with players who are not as good as their juice in the locker room would indicate that they are. Correct. And then they get playing time, and they get looks, and they get they get plays drawn up for them that they don't deserve because they are. They have juice in the locker room. They have respect among the coaches and the players, but they're not that good.
1: I may fall into that camp for one season.
0: Yeah, but some, some, <laughs> but sometimes, but sometimes you look around and be like, "Hey, I don't know. Maybe we should, maybe we should give the freshman a chance because he's he's clearly a better player." But that doesn't happen. Now, now the fact that Nate Peterman ended this, <laughs> <laughs> it ain't gonna happen, Lars. Forget about Nate Peterman. No, but I, but, he but no, he's, no not he's, not go- he's, he's not gone. 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 Well, he's not gone. He's not gone. He's not going to be a starter. He, he's not going to be a starter. But like, uh, come on,
1: <laughs> ending on. No, the, my the, point the, is the, they the, have the to cut him. Like if you do not want to have a rod, locker room, Tyrod. No, if you do not want a locker room issue next year, you have he's to get rid of him. You've yeah, got to get rid gotta of gotta him. Otherwise he's gotta be your starter and then you're gonna create some sort of I rookie versus Tyrod starter issue and, and it's gonna be a- an And I issue. think that's why
0: Rex Ryan got rid of Freddie.
2: Right, so here's the thing. This locker room survived getting rid of Marcel Darius, Sammy Watkins. Ronald Darby. And now, granted, probably only one of those players was, you know, beloved in that locker room because all the stories we hear about Sammy Watkins not being so. Uh, but I think that... Who? Darby? Yeah, Darby being the best of the three.
0: But beloved in the locker room.
2: No, just being, like, respected in the locker room and not, like, not being toxic in the locker room. Right. Right, right. The, the other two were arguably toxic. So, uh, but, but they survived we're, we're that. Were reportedly toxic. Reportedly, yeah. But they survived that and they came together and they got into the playoffs. This team will be just fine if we get rid of Tyrod. I agree. And you know what will help this team is that when they're in OTAs and they see a quarterback, now okay, the 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 caveat of all this is that we have to get a quarterback that's better than Tyrod because there are quarterbacks that are Kirk worse Cousins. than Tyrod. Yeah, Kirk Cousins, I don't care. Alex Smith, whatever. There's a, or Blake one of these great one of no, not Blake, no, Wordles, no, please not Blake Bortles. Please don't do me. Please no, don't Blake do that Bortles. to me. Again, just cuz you're a little bit better than Tyrod Taylor doesn't mean you're not horrible. Uh so I, I think that we have to get someone that's a little bit better. And when these receivers and the, these players and the guys on offense see that, oh, wow, I can actually just do my job. And if I do that, then these plays get suddenly magically made. The lineman that's just holding his block for as long as he can. And then suddenly, if he does that, a pass
0: is made. Everybody says I'm insane. And out of my goddamn brain. You're insane. When I say that, in the men brain. without a doubt, the best quarterback of the drought was Ryan Fitzpatrick. But when you look at what this offense was able to achieve with a historically bad defense, and we were still in playoff contention in week 15, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, not good enough to win a game all on his own, but good enough to run an offense and hit hit receivers in stride, give them yards after catch. That's a huge element of the game that has been missing since he's been here and was missing before he got here. And that's why, like, that I can't—oh, God, Nate Peterman, why did you have to end it on a pick? Why did you have to end it on a pick? Look, at
2: the, we're arguing about Peterman, a fifth-round no, draft no, I'm like, not. No, no, I'm not, for, no, dude, no, no, I'm, I'm no, not saying he's no, the No, what feature. I'm saying is I'm that tells you how bad Tyrod is. Right. A fifth-round rookie. Yes.
0: Right? The fact that we're even having the discussion. So, so the difference is Tyrod Taylor makes the decision who he's going to pass the ball to three seconds after the ball is snapped. Whereas Nate Peterman makes the decision three seconds before the ball is Correction.
2: snapped. Correction: Tyrod decides three seconds after the receiver becomes open. Okay, sure. he does not.
0: I, I, I promise you, he does not three seconds
2: because three seconds—that's why that but motherfucker Peter, but has the Peterman, most time Pe- to throw the ball because he can't make a decision.
0: But, he has to wait till someone's wide open and I, then he yes, throws it. But Peterman decides before the ball is snapped where he's going, yep. and so on a comeback route, like Jalen Ramsey jumped today, and, and just—and by the way, yes, Jalen Ramsey jumped it. He also blew Deontay, Deontay Thompson off the spot, like Deontay Thompson wasn't even there. So that is a that is a combination of great play by Jalen Ramsey, a a little bit too ambitious by Nathan Peterman, and also Deontay Thompson just getting completely out muscled for the ball. Yeah, because we that saw is, the opposite of that, right? We that saw is, the that, opposite. that's
2: why that that's why that ended in an interception. Exactly, we saw the opposite when Trey White had that interception. Right, and the receiver muscled played, it away, muscled it away, and knocked him away, and got the and ball away. And that's not away.
0: to take away from Trey White. No, 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 it's not to take away from Trey it's, White. It's, a, it's, it's, it's the just, pylon to Deontay Thompson. Yes, absolutely. So,
3: so it, this is this is all a blessing in disguise. As if imagine if Tyrod actually had a very good game, and okay. yeah, let's, we say, let's say even we, yeah. we won or we lost, and he, and he had a really good game, it would have not made his horrible play like it would have made the next six months insufferable
2: so here's here's my one context in which i keep tyrod taylor and that is that if we do end up taking someone late in the first round a first first round draft pick that's late in the first round that does need some development i think that you know we continue to get our action i mean assuming we can't get anyone else if there's someone that we can get that's better than tyrod taylor by all means tyrod taylor's gone but if we don't get someone else, if we don't get the Alex Smith or the Kirk Cousin or or whatever, and that's all we it, get, that's it. right? But, but all we Teddy get. Teddy Bridgewater. Uh,
0: no, no, no. The oh, answer is okay, no. Okay, fine, fine, I, fine. I'd rather have a rookie than Teddy Bridgewater. Oh no, no,
2: but I think we need a rookie too. So that's gonna get when we get to the poll, we're gonna get to that. My opinion is that no matter what, we need a rookie quarterback because you don't walk into a draft with two first round picks, even if they're low. It's not that often that it happens. It's never happened for us.
0: Okay, so folks, we just played a playoff game. Yeah. And I know we shouldn't be like thankful just to be there and get scraps from the table. Well, but yeah, we but were this season was a lot that table. But this season was a lot better than we expected. It's gonna be a fun off season. We all hope that Tyrod Taylor's gone because we're tired of debating it and he's not good enough. More so because he's not good enough and less so because we're tired of debating it. But folks, let's like I mean come on, it was a playoff game. We were gonna go to we were gonna go to Foxborough if we had one and getting destroyed, so we just we just cut that off a week early, and we should be happy. It was fun. Can it we, was fun. Can,
1: can we at least spend like three minutes talking about how awesome the demise of the Patriots and hopefully it fucking happens next week? I mean, we'll is s- there a we'll chance s- in hell? Like, is hell freezing over? It's cold enough outside Chicago for hell to freeze over, so maybe.
0: I gotta pee real bad, so hopefully we can talk about it next week. But until then, let's get Jam and Jeff Day on the line. Well, that sound means it's time for Tacos Calientes.
2: It's Tacos Calientes. Arriba! I love some
0: taquitos. As we all know, Tacos Calientes is Tex-mex-, is Tex-Mex for hot takes. And here with his Tacos Mas Calientes is Jammin' Jeff Day down in Austin, Texas, spokesperson for Pocky Chips, maker of the hottest chips on the planet. Take the hashtag one chip challenge, Jammin' Jeff Day. How are you living, bro? Playoff Sunday, first since you were a 15 year old excuse me 16 year old because today's your birthday driver's license sophomore in high school happy birthday jeff go on
4: i appreciate it yeah big number 34 um hey guys uh as usual sorry hold on hold on
0: let me back up happy birthday yeah. jeff happy birthday jeff
4: uh, i appreciate it i appreciate it happy birthday this is the this is the the uh, i guess the end of the season pod sadly it is.
0: enough we 17 games this year bro is Week that really 17. your hot take, bro? Come on.
4: Yeah, and I think oh, Bill's live in, live in studio, Bill Nichols.
0: <laughs> it's all right. We have For him sure. mostly tied to the booth.
4: That's good. Yeah, yeah. Get the rope out. Get the rope out. Um, no, I mean, it's uh, – I, I think we can – I sort of, uh, despite the loss today, I, I can still end the season, I guess, with a, with a half smile on my face because um, – you know, just of course, it's it's disheartening to lose. It's sad. You know, we we would have loved to have the opportunity to play the Patriots. That said, this season, um, it really marked the end of some. You know, of the drought, which was the far and away the most successful thing. Last week was just one of the best moments, and in, in leading up to this game, one of the best weeks you can ever ask for as a sports fan. Yeah. And we say over and over again. You know, all we want to do is be entertained every Sunday. We want close games, we want competitive games, we want a compelling season, we want a compelling narrative. And I think that we could all agree that what happened last Sunday and everything that led up to this week was, you know, just generally speaking, all that we ever asked for as, as sports fans, which is to be wildly entertained, to have moments of, of like glee, like we're little kids again. And yes, we lost today in a competitive game, and we can I'll, I'll, I'll say a few things about it, but I guess I just wanted to start off by saying, I thoroughly enjoyed this season. We ended the playoff drought. I think that we all, for the most part, um, believe in McDermott and the system that he's building. And to me, that is a success. I think that he maximized the talent that is on this team. I think this from a talent perspective, this was like a six, seven, eight win team. We were able to eke out nine wins and make it to the playoffs, which was tremendous. And it was it was just a heck of a fun season. It was a heck of a fun and entertaining playoff game. Um, you know, and I'm just proud to be a Bills fan. Everything from the way that we perform to the Andy Dalton Foundation to the way that the Bills fans came out in droves to Jacksonville. Uh, you know, I just I'm really proud to be a Bills fan this season. That's my first comment. Go on, baby. Um. And then, if I was to just, you know, speak a little bit more about today's game, um, you know, in, in in some respects, it was a little bit of a microcosm of the season, um, you know, a ten three game, um, and whatever you want Ty to say. Something. The matter of fact is, you know, we, we scored we scored three points. Right. Yeah. Um, yes. 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 That's, you know, that's, what that's, I mean, you're just you're, the, the conversation, conversation can, can end
0: there. We scored three points. Three yeah, points. you're not gonna.
4: You just. You're not gonna. You're not gonna win any. You're not gonna win a game. Any game, um, with scoring three points. You might and, win a soccer you know, you game.
1: Can, you you could win right, a soccer yeah, exactly. game by scoring three and, and points.
0: And maybe and maybe maybe a baseball game. Yeah.
1: So
4: you know, I mean, we can. The defense played their their hearts out. You know, I mean, we held Blake Bortles to 85 yards passing and and Leonard Fournette to 57 yards running. We held the Jaguars to 10 total points. Um, sure, you know, Bortles ran for 90 yards, but, but that's not the point. The defense held their, held, held yeah, their own. Yeah. Um, we scored three points on offense and, um, you just, you're not going to win any games in the NFL with three points on offense anytime. Any there are very um, few
2: teams in the NFL and Jacksonville is actually one of them who wins games with defensive points, so, you but, know? And I think that Jacksonville is one of the old bears used to be that,
0: but, but, but let's be clear. If, if this game would have been multiplied by 16, over the course of an NFL season, the Buffalo Bills might have set a NFL record for least points given up and finished 0 yep. 16.
1: Yep. Well, well, and there was one turnover in the game, and our defense that was y- zero, yes. zero points were yes. put up from that turnover. Yeah, great. Point. So I mean, that was a great stand from our defense, and and it's right. It all boils down to our offense, Jeff.
4: Yeah, and there's there's two. There, as I said, you know, there's, there's sort of two plays in the game that stand out to me. That could have turned the game, only if the defense went above and beyond any wildest expectations of what this defense could have done, and that was the fourth and goal play, you know, where the Jaguars scored their sole touchdown against, um, you know, Humber in coverage as a linebacker. Whether or not if Milano was was healthy for this game, yep. What if he made a play on that ball? Who knows? But that's a play that stands out to me, and then the second. Is um, late in the third or early or sometime in the fourth quarter, uh, Colt Anderson um, right. coming in as as the safety and replacement of Hyde and dropped uh, sort of what, what would have been an interception at the you know at the Jaguars' thirty or forty yard line. Would would Hyde have made the same play? Who knows? But
0: but um, well, well, hold on, hold on. But there's another le- level of that to talk about. So whatever you're about to say, just hold it for a second. Colt Anderson has been on Anderson. this roster. Since August or what, July, March, April, whatever of 2016, the dude has been injured for 30 games. He finally gets the ball within 12 inches of his body, and he gets injured again. So yeah.
1: he's not a punter.
0: Not only did he drop the interception, but what's his problem? Yeah, what, like what? Like, dude, come on, man. Like, you you had one play, one right. play. In the two entire seasons you've been with this team that you were on the ball and you got injured. What's the deal? Go ahead.
4: Totally. No, and I was going to, you know, so, you know, either of those plays, could they have turned the tide? Sure, maybe. But, but again, that would have relied on the fact of the defense, you know, winning the game for us. Um, And the matter of fact is, you know, again, our offense scored three points. And Tyrod Taylor had less than a fifty percent completion percentage. Threw for one hundred and twenty-five yards, zero TDs, one. uh, uh average
0: less than three point seven yards per attempt. Yeah,
4: and those um, are passing. That's passing. You that's can't passes. do that. That's passing. That's,
0: that's a poor number for a rusher.
4: So I I hate to see Tyrod's last play as a Bill end in him. Oh, you know, I being, don't. Concussed. Maybe we don't. Maybe we That don't. is I, absolutely I, I do, the way I that
2: – I told you someone was going to die on the field, and it was Tyrod <laughs> Taylor's career.
4: Suji, so, I I would be lying if I said I didn't think of you when, when Tyrod was – When that arm there, was like, out. Was,
2: when his arm was out like that. I was like, holy shit, is he dead? I was <laughs> like, it's finally happening. We had to go to the playoffs, when it's finally happening. Someone died.
4: Yeah. So, I I, I mean, I think, if anything, or I think we this, this certainly cemented the fact that um, – we do not have a good enough quarterback, good enough offense, you know, to, to advance in the playoffs. I mean, I thought that was the most affirming thing of the game, which is what we've been saying since, you know, almost week one on this pod is that, Hey, it's one thing to squeak into the playoffs. It's another thing to be competing for a championship. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think it's safe to say that Tyrod played his last play as a bill. I would be shocked if that was not the case. The,
1: the one thing that I, I don't like about that statement is we don't have a good enough offense. Like, yep. I want to give our offense a try with a different quarterback. I, I think our offense right isn't... Up.
0: Coordinator. Qu- quarter
1: Quarterback, quarterback wait, coordinator. Wait, what,
0: what, 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 what do you mean? Which, which what, one? Which one, yeah.
1: No, I quarterback. I oh, think yeah. our offense could be different and better with a quarterback so you're saying that could keep, run...
0: Keep Rick Dennison...
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think keep Rick Dennison. I, I, I don't think That's we are that just terrible. No, no, no. But, oh, the, but my point really is, that, he said we don't, we don't have a very good offense, and I think we do have a good offense. I think it all goes down to the quarterback, is what I'm saying. Yes. Like, I put sole responsibility. I, I think we're, we're all saying that. Okay, okay, yeah, just making yeah. Cassie, sure. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I was on Instagram, and, on my phone, <laughs> just making sure. You? <laughs> come on, attention. no. I knew that girl wasn't paying attention. <laughs> you? I come knew come she was doing some bullshit
0: over there, shopping for <laughs> sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, guess that's, that's I it. mean, I was just
1: validating Lars there, because everybody else in the world needs to do that. <laughs>
0: but, oh. Oh, oh,
1: oh shit. shit.
0: But that's been the bills and beers mantra: is like, is it the offensive coordinator? It is it the quarterback? And and yeah. we as a podcast have fallen consistently on the side of like, no, it's the quarterback. I think that it's over- the guy with the ball in his hands who gets to pick the receivers he does and doesn't throw to, who gets to make changes at the line, who is or isn't trusted to change the play at the line. That's the guy f- through whom your offense should be evaluated. Yeah,
2: and you know what's you know what's changed in the in the game of football? Being a fan of football is that all 22 is have become available. You know, and, and for years, we used to watch the games and say, well, no, but uh, how do we know? No one was open. No one was open. Because that's the story we hear. And now we're just like, oh, actually, no, someone was or open. Or when you
0: get in the playoffs, then you get nine replays of one yeah, play.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and I brought this up earlier. We were talking about that amazing throw that Andy Dalton made that got us into the playoffs. That receiver was open for a fraction of a second. And Andy Dalton had to see it developing. Had to make the decision to throw and throw it at just the right moment to get over the linebacker that was dropping back and before the safety or corner that was that cheated too linebacker. far to the uh, no to the 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 one that cheated too far to the sideline oh, yeah. and then came back before he got back so they had to find that window and that's just a Tyrod that, that's a throw that Tyrod doesn't even think about
0: so uh, I want to use this as an opportunity to pick Jeff's brain a little bit here because as Bill will attest here at the bar and especially when the bar is packed we can't hear the broadcast and we got tony romo today so as we talk about tyrod taylor and all the things he's missing and not doing well enough tony romo is the announcer that will point those things out so jeff watching the broadcast today was there anything that romo said or harped on or pointed out consistently that sort of validates a lot what we're saying here
4: yeah well it's such a treat to be able to watch these romo um Narrated uh, games. Just Such re- a treat. real,
2: real quick aside. The uh, new listener that we have, Chris Elbergo, my buddy. Uh, he was tweeting how much he hated Tony Romo, <laughs> but he's wrong. He's, he's wrong. wrong. He's, he's wrong. wrong. He's I, the, I, he's I didn't say anything about it. He's, a, you know, one of my best now, friends. Now that Mr. Enberg yeah. is
0: is safely in the soil, like Tony Romo is the best broadcaster in America. I right do because he, he
2: heard, actually, actually gives you presence. analytics. He actually says what's happening.
0: It was great. Yeah, I would say
4: overall, and I don't know if this was Tony's. Um, sort of you know direction prior to going to the game overall he was actually he, he was he was not particularly critical of of either of the quarterbacks he was tending to point out um he was actually i would say he was more critical of what Blake portals um who had by all accounts one of the worst playoff games in the history of the nfl um but
1: comes out with the, a victory
4: right i mean the guy threw for 85 yards
0: yeah he mustered 10 points you
4: know, no, but um, he
2: won the way he needed to. And if if Tyrod could have won, if Tyrod could have extended plays by running the way that Bortles did, I mean, they didn't they didn't score their points throwing the ball. They scored their points because our linebackers couldn't keep a hold of Bortles. You know, right. and he kept
0: running. And so, uh, I oh, mean, but I want to hear what Tony Roma yeah. had to say about yeah, Tyrod because yeah, yeah. we, we couldn't so hear he, it in the he, bar.
4: Yeah, he didn't. He there was actually not um, a whole lot of insightful commentary on Tyrod um, that that would be worth worth repeating. Um, you know, he Ty, uh, Bromo in the past, this is I think his third game um uh being the being the commentator that's for the Bills. I think actually perhaps both of them were against the, the Patriots. I don't recall. That's correct. Um but uh and in the past he's been fairly critical of like, oh that's a throw Tyrod needs to make. That's a th-. this game he didn't he didn't go as much in that direction. Um you know, I think probably in part because there was uh there was you know, there was constant pressure on Tyrod. And so it was more difficult to discern, you know, what was Tyrod's inability to throw versus the pressure. I think that we, at least, you know, the four or five of us would all say, you know, part of that, of course, comes down to Tyrod's either inability or unwillingness or whatever it is to change the play at the line of scrimmage. Um, You know, and there's a little bit of that going on in today's game of of, uh, you know, being able to recognize what the defense is about to do and then changing the play. Uh, uh, I will say Romo commented that on the touchdown, or excuse me, on the, um, uh, the first goal that the Bills had um, in the first half. Correct. That that was uh, after, the, after the penalty on the field goal. That was uh, He mentioned something about the fact that that was a run pass. It was actually a run play called Correct. in the huddle. And that he checked into a pass play at the line of scrimmage.
3: The this wrong, is confirmed. Um, this is confirmed by LaShawn McCoy. Play.
4: Okay, yeah. And the so, wrong you know, I, 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 to be honest, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with throwing a fade to, to Benjamin on the first down. I don't have a. Pro, I don't really have a problem with that. I don't um, either.
1: But he didn't throw a fade. He threw right, like a, you know, a back was, shoulder yeah. out route or something like that. Right. Like throw yeah, a fucking right, fade. Cassie. He's like yeah, right, six Cassie. foot seven. Throw a fucking fade. But by yeah, the, by the, the same token, pass. he
2: can throw that – you can throw that back shoulder. People did that – uh, what's his name? Brandon Marshall all the time. He's a big receiver. The other thing he can do besides just going up and getting the ball is box out the corner behind him. Now, that was a good play. It hit – what's his name? It hit uh, him in the hands. You know, yeah. had we not gotten a kind of a ticky-tack bullshit P.I. and he had caught the ball – we, you know, right. that w- that, w- that would have been fine. There's nothing wrong with that play. It, the the two plays you run with a big receiver are either the fade pass, which I have no problem with, or the back shoulder throw, where the only person that can catch it is your receiver because he's so much bigger than the other person, and he blankets them out, he boxes them out.
1: No, the, the, the wrong the wrong thing is you th- you call the play so that your your offensive your receiver doesn't need to pass interference, create offensive pass interference to catch the ball. That's the problem. Yeah. B- B- Benjamin really had to, cr- he had to create pass interference in order to catch that ball. Sorry. Go on, Jeff. Sorry.
4: Well, and I was going to say, you guys will love this. Cause I'm sure you guys were all at the station. It was loud. It was crowded. You were busy getting in, et cetera, during the, sort of the last minutes of the ESPN pregame. And, uh, you know, it was a Matt Hasselbeck, you know, Hasselback, Randy Moss, Rex Ryan, all these guys, you know, trying to analyze the bills as if they have any idea what they're talking about. Um, But one of the the most hilarious comments was Matt Hasselbeck, or whatever, whichever Hasselbeck is on that show, um, when he was talking about the impact of Kelvin Benjamin joining the Bills, and he said something to the effect of, you know, Kelvin Benjamin hasn't had a huge impact yet because he's been injured, but you know, uh, but one of Tyrod Taylor's strengths is throwing the back shoulder pass. That
3: actually bode well for this game.
4: What? What an idiot.
3: <laughs> what a fucking idiot. How to say he went to Boston College. I, I that's mean, where so Rex Ryan just... could have
2: made his money and been like, uh, I was
3: the coach of the Bills.
2: Tyra Taylor sucks
4: at that. <laughs> Tyra Taylor hasn't thrown a back shoulder pass in his career. Um, so, I mean, Teresa Ther- and I were there. You know, it was like 1130. We're getting ready for the game, Austin time. And uh, we just hear that comment and we just laugh. We look at our, we sort of look at each other and we go, oh yeah, yeah, this is uh, these these guys are trying to like make up anything. They they've never watched the Bills this
0: <laughs> <clears throat> except for Romo, who but, inexplicably got like three Bills games this year.
4: Yeah, and, and it's again, it, it is a treat watching Romo just the way he dissects plays. I know you guys are at the station, and so it's hard to hear. Uh, one of the benefits of me watching several of the games at home this year is you can actually hear him dialogue. He he was not particularly critical of, of Tyrod in this game, hmm. um, but you said you know, that he I might have he, been directed and, and, to pro- be so. Yeah, probably some of that was because crazy as it sounds Tyrod was not the worst
0: quarterback on the field today. Oh god. Don't I am going to stop it right there cuz I don't want to hear anything else. So I know, Jeff, so I Jeff, know. so Jeff, it's worth noting here. Uh, I just did a quick I did a quick search here on profootballreference.com. Since the year 2000, this is only the second time that a team has won in the playoffs scoring 10 points or less. Wow. Since, what, what,
1: what, what was the was other, other time? Ours?
0: Yeah. The other time was um, the Seattle Seahawks over the Minnesota Vikings in 2015, and I think that was the year that uh, uh, their the the Vikings kicker shanked the field goal that would have won the game.
2: Uh,
4: it's the same thing.
2: It's right. It's a, a pure defense team. It was ten to nine.
0: Do you guys think that?
4: Um, do you guys think that Dennison will be the OC next year?
0: Um, I I have no idea. I think it depends entirely on the quarterback. Jeff, yeah. what what are you drinking down there in Austin today?
4: Well, uh, so, <laughs> uh, Teresa and I have decided to do, a few days ago or earlier this year, we decided to do a whole 30 program
0: oh in the boy. month of January. Oh, Jesus. Fuck that. Oh, my God. What? What? Now, listen, listen,
4: listen, listen. You
2: couldn't wait until after today to start that shit?
4: No, listen, 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 listen. We are doing Whole 30 light in, in the spirit of the beer of the beers that i drink light um and so we allowed ourselves uh we allowed, we're still allowing ourselves to drink on weekends um but we're trying to abide by so what'd the you drink spirit of the program and so we were drinking um drinking only tequila today wow and so
3: That's fucking we put, amazing you know, we
4: bought Man. we bought a bottle of nice tequila tequila yesterday uh, yesterday evening, uh, that bottle is gone. Um, that bottle. Wow. Been, that bottle has been completed. So we were drinking a lot of tequila beverages. Delicious. Um,
1: Good, and, for uh, Good for you. Good for you.
4: So, of-
0: so specifically, what tequila were you drinking? Gosh, I I don't even know the name to be honest.
2: He drank the whole bottle. He doesn't know. <laughs>
0: yeah,
4: it was it was a it was some it was some Mexican tequila. I couldn't tell you the name for. You could offer me a thousand dollars, I couldn't tell you that. So Jeff, the, um, the,
0: the, the final the final stats are in. If you go all the way back to the year nineteen ninety, this is the fourth time since nineteen ninety-five that a team has won a playoff game scoring ten points or fewer. Wow. And the, the sixth there it is. the sixth time since nineteen ninety. So if anybody wants is. to complain about anything on this Buffalo Bills team aside from the offense, you're a moron. Yep, there it is. Any final words for us?
4: No, that's it. I mean you got it right. We have um, we had a hell of a safety duo. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens this offseason. Trey White's here to stay, Micah Hyatt's here to stay, Jordan Poyer is here to stay. Um, we have four picks in the first sixty players. The, we have back to back picks in the first draft in the first round. twenty first and twenty second. That's fun. Um, we we know we need a new quarterback. Um we need a more potent offense. Everyone in Bills Nation knows it. And with that, and with the team that we have, you know, we'll have an opportunity to make another run. It's been a fun year. I wish that I could. Uh, I wish we could have extended it one more season and played the Evil Empire up in Foxborough. But uh, it's not to be this year.
2: Yeah, I don't want to get my ass kicked by the by, by the Patriots, anyways. Uh, I'd rather yeah. see their their whole world dissolve and be a mess, and then play them and beat them. Uh, but, I like that. Jeff, I, there's one last thing before you go. I wanted to say, you know, you had said about how, you know, this was a fun season. You enjoyed this season. And initially I was like, but did I? I was thinking about that. And I was like, did I really enjoy this season? I want to do a little bit of Lars. I was like, was it? Was it really a good season? Was it, though? Was it really a good season? Um, so I wanted to do a little bit of that. And just, but, but actually get to the point that after I thought about it, I was like, you know what? I did enjoy the season. Because I was going to say that all I really enjoyed was this week. This week was great, right? It was amazing. It was like I fucking cried been. over the Bills for the first time in decades. I cried. I cried. You know. I cried. Um, I cried. Yeah, I cried a lot. I was like crying like a little bitch. Um, I was like crying like Bill. <laughs> Cassie it was, uh, cried so bad. It was like Cassie <laughs> cried. <laughs> but uh, but but what I came to realize when when I started finally thinking about it, it wasn't just this week. What I came to 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 appreciate is that I I got new heroes this year, right? People that I didn't know about. I got Micah Hyde. I got Jordan Poyer. You know, I got Trey White. People that, like, you know, I didn't even know their Matt names. Matt Milano. Matt Milano. A lot you of know? people in
0: the defensive secondary.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the only that's good on the team. Uh, you know? And so. Uh, Deion Dawkins. Deion Dawkins has played admirably. <laughs> I like um, me some
0: Zay Jones. I know, and I, we're going to have an off-season conversation about this. We'll because. see.
2: We'll see how Zay Jones turns out. But, but still, I got heroes. I got new heroes. In a, in a situation where we thought we were just jettisoning the entire team and, and restarting, we have found the diamonds in the rough. And that that is a core with which to build a team around once we are able to get a quarterback. Uh, and so, you know what, I, I, I guess I did enjoy this season because I found that.
4: I hear you, Suj, and I, I also think, you know, as part of that, um, there's, there's no secret that, you know, attracting free agents in the NFL is... Part of part of it is money, and part of it is what situation are they walking into? Scene. And I also think that Buffalo helped its position this year, which is always a challenge position because of the history, the city, and the weather. But I think we only did anything to help our position of attracting some free agents this year because of this unbelievable sort of team camaraderie that the team, you know, had this year. And I think that goes a long way too. You know, if it's one, if it's a difference of one player in the offseason that we're able to attract to come here, hell, that's
0: worth it. Yep. Hey, Jim and Jeff Day, happy birthday! May you experience no less than thirty-four more.
4: <laughs> I appreciate that. That would be that would be a successful life.
0: I really hope you live longer than I hope, I hope, than we get, I hope you get more than sixty-eight, bro. Right. The world, the world needs a man like Jeff Day. So good to hear from you. We'll hear from you in the offseason. Until then, enjoy your birthday. Enjoy your wife. Enjoy Texas. Go Bills.
4: i tell you what, you guys are all great.
0: Love you all. Go Bills. Go no Bills. Go no Bills. Well, we're coming over to the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's, it's the, the wildcard!
2: Three-way, baby!
0: And this is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills, but we do so drinking beer. I was uh, enjoying a lot of blue lights. I, I did not count how many blue lights during today's game. Don't care. But I switched over to the Alpha King. We've talked about it before. It's delicious. If you can get it outside the Midwest, I encourage you to do so. Bill, coming to you.
3: I was drinking the bad blue lights today. Got nothing right now but water as I'm driving back to Milwaukee today. Cool. Uh, Cassie, coming to you now.
1: Um, From the exceptional beer menu that Lincoln Station has procured, I'm going back to the old school Lake Effect snow because, you know what, we're fucked this winter, and it's just going to be cold and snowy. But that beer is goddamn tasteful.
0: Suge, coming to you.
2: Uh, I went back to an old favorite that uh, I think that we've talked about a lot. It is the Ale Asylum Velveteen Habit. We've talked about that. Earlier in the season, and it suddenly showed up again. And, and where's that from? That is from Madison, bring it, Wisconsin. A little bit not, of uh, not where Bill lives. Yeah, not not at all. Actually, a much nicer place. Um, oh. but uh, it's beautiful in Madison. Beautiful, Madison's nice. It's a nice area. Uh, but listen, we've been drinking bills and beers. We've been talking about the bills. We've been drinking beers this whole entire season. And I want to give a quick shout out to the waitress bringing us those beers been bringing us those beers taylor from lincoln station she's the best she is absolutely the best i have been here since 2002 um (laughs) she's wonderful and uh she's she's great she's she's always into the bills she's always rooting for us she's always you know what's your favorite part about taylor uh i i think that taylor just backs into the the group so (laughs) well and that it's just wonderful uh so taylor's amazing She's uh, a great waitress. shes uh, We're trying to get her to just come and hang out with us and watch the Bills with us so she doesn't have to work. Uh, but thank you, thank you, thank you, Taylor. And please, Ben, please don't give us another waitress at the beginning of the year. No more gents. Please, no more gents. Please, just give us Taylor back.
0: So this year was a lot of emotional investment, a lot of time and effort into this Buffalo Bills that, that sort of paid up but sort of did not. And today's wild card is about things in your life that you have put a lot of effort into, but just didn't really pan out, but for the long term might have worked out in your favor. And also that you thought, you thought it'd finally come together. Yeah, so mine's easy. When I was in first grade... This
2: motherfucker with his first grade...
0: Uh, I stopped growing in ninth grade. I was uh, consistently at least twice as big as most of my classmates, first through fifth grade. In first grade, no exception.
2: And my biceps were three times the size.
0: And when I was in first grade and twice as big as most of the kids in my class, I had to get a special desk. They had to they had to go to the janitor's closet and get a desk for me because I <laughs>
1: Hold on. I have to laugh at the microphone
0: for this. One. <laughs> 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 It's true. Everything you're about to hear is 100 true. 100 percent true. So they—it's
2: it's just so wonderful the, to hear like the bad side of Lars being huge. But it was too right? like, 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 Most of the time we have to hear about how awesome Lars is because of how huge he is, and then and then now finally we get to hear like, oh, but I was also Andre the Giant when I was in so first grade.
0: Brace yourself, because here we go. When I was in first grade, the kid who had the neatest desk got the pink ribbon award every every Monday. And I was so big that I had to get this desk. They had to go to the janitor's desk or the janitor's closet and pull out this big, rickety old desk that had, like, wood chips falling off it. It, was, it wasn't like the, the smooth polyurethane, mostly metal, mostly synthetic material that all the other desks yeah. were. Mine was, like, big and clunky and, and made of wood, and it was gigantic. But my bus was the last bus to be called, 38 Orange, in, in uh, September of 1990. In uh, Asbury Elementary School, Erie, Pennsylvania, and uh, so I said, "Hey, you know what? I can't get this. I can't get this pink ribbon award. So I'm going to clean my desk. I'm going to clean it. I'm going to clean it top to bottom. I'm going to pull everything out. I'm going to reorganize everything. I'm going to put it all back in. It's going to be great." And so I did. And uh, the next morning, I didn't get the pink ribbon award, and I thought, "Oh shit! It's because I got this big clunky desk." It never looks clean compared to everybody else's. And as a first grader, I was I was devastated. And I said to my teacher, "Hey, what's up? Like, I really worked really hard. Uh, I was here because my my bus gets called last, so I'm always one of the last to leave the classroom. And I, you know, I, I got a I, I literally got out of a bucket and soap and cleaned this thing down, and I can get the pink ribbon. What the fuck? And she said, "Well, you know, Lars, you don't usually keep a clean desk. Your desk is pretty messy." You did this the one time because you had time and you thought you could get an easy award, but the pink ribbon is for a person who keeps a clean desk on a consistent basis. And I said, okay, fuck you. Yeah, I, oh, I got a lot of shit I'm to gonna, say about I'm going to clean my desk and I'm going to keep it clean. I'm going to keep it neat. And I don't care if it's the dirtiest desk in this room because it's big and it's clunky and it's got pieces of wood falling off of it. I'm, I'm gonna have. It. And so sure enough, two weeks later, I got that pink ribbon. I got that pink ribbon. It was a lot of tears, a lot of heartache, a lot of things that made me really upset as a young boy. But I got that pink ribbon.
1: Why's the ribbon gotta be pink? Where's the
0: disappointment? This story ends in happiness. I was wildly disappointed. I was, I was apoplectic. I was beside myself. But the point is, the point is, Suge, Wait, The point is, the you? point is, you don't just work. <laughs> and your then ra- they took it away from you, right? the, you. The point is, you don't just work your ass off to get into the wild card and then call it quits. The All point right. is, you build a foundation. that You don't just to clean your desk one day and expect the teacher to acknowledge the fact that you keep a clean desk. If you keep a clean desk, that means you keep a clean desk. If you want to be acknowledged for somebody who is neat and tidy and keeps their things organized, then you got to be a person who keeps their things neat and tidy and organized. If you want to be a franchise that is acknowledged for winning and being better oh, yeah. than... Fourteen of the other teams in your conference. Then you gotta be the team that is neat and tidy and better than every other team in the organization. You don't.
2: You don't trust the process. You live the process. I
0: was the process. I was the goddamn process. (laughs) I was six fucking years old and I was the process. Bill comment to you. Wait, no, I need a comment. I need, oh my god. <laughs> I just knocked the microphone over without even trying to drop it. What do you want? Because he's so big. So, here's the thing. Two, one, who is surprised that
2: this wild card that's supposed to be like, you tried your hardest and it still was a failure ended up with the largest success? That's one question. So no, I
0: failed. That was the whole point. In the end, I tried really hard and I end. failed.
2: No, but I cleaned the, the other shit out of that dick. I have a major fucking problem with I your teacher's my policy. I cleaned my chair! I have a major problem with your teacher's policy, because that is how the fucking Patriots get all the goddamn calls. Okay? Oh, the people who—oh, if you're known for cleaning your desk, then it doesn't matter who has the cleanest desk this week. We're gonna give the award to the person who usually cleans their desk. No, fuck that. That's the way the world works. That's the way the the world works, Serge. But if you you're giving the, the award every you week, You okay, If you get be the, the award at the, the end of the desk. year, if you get the award at the end of the year, fine. But if you're giving the award every, now, every fucking week, now, then you now, gotta fucking make it happen be that the week. Team,
1: be the team with
0: the cleanest desk.
1: You sound and, a little like Tom Brady
0: and this that's, year. No, TB12 and his pseudoscience. Fuck that shit.
2: <laughs> and uh, I was talking be to a t- Patriots fan who was like, "I read the book, and it just seems like a bunch <laughs> of obvious
0: shit. It's like sleep." When you sleep more than four hours a night, you get a. And guy. eat well. He's like
2: what? Anyway,
0: be the team. It's be better. Live the process. Be Lars Sweetboard. I think be we might me. Need to end on that. Be me. Be me. Cassie, coming to you now.
1: No, no, no. I think we're going to Bill first. We we're, to going to Bill. we're going to Bill. We're going to Bill. Suge,
0: coming to you. All right, I am going to
1: say that I tried
2: real hard back in the day when I was in med school. Uh, I w- was in charge of the t-shirt um, committee, Umbelbrag. t-shirt committee of our orientation, oh, no. and I came up we this one with the top ten reasons why w- you would start med school. It included things like Britney Spears stop touring, um, a bunch of stupid geeky stuff. Because that she only, crazy. Yeah, it was great. There was there was multiple pop references, and it was a very beloved t-shirt. And there was a nice Caduceus on the front, and it wasn't on the upper what? pocket a like the old man
0: Ouroboros snake eating its own tail
2: yeah this, I don't know it's called the caduceus it, it, it involves medicine I don't know same thing yeah probably okay. uh, so Bills made the playoffs and I was like oh my god it feels so good to have that fucking monkey off our back and then I looked up oh I wonder if anyone's made like an image of like a monkey coming off the back or whatever and I saw a bunch of stuff where, like people like reaching on their back and so I was like oh that's great but I kind of want to see something where it's like you know just being getting rid of the monkey on your back and so I, I found a, a monkey that I, I figured when I turned it on its side it kind of looked like it was scared that it was gonna get stomped on and then I found a Bills logo that was free this is all free clip art because I have no creative talents um, and there was it was kind of looked like it was like its arms legs in the air front forearms in the, in the air and it was gonna stomp something I was like if I put these together it's brilliant it looks like the the, the buffalo is stomping the the the, the monkey and I was like, hey, I put them together. I was like, Lars, sh- should I make a T-shirt? And Lars was like, this motherfucker is definitely not going to make a T-shirt. So he's like, yeah, sure. So then I get to the idea. So then I get to Suj actually executing the plan. And, you know, look, I do a lot of really good things in this world. I'm very fucking smart on certain things. Uh, marketing, design, all that shit, not it. Uh, And so, uh, you know, of course, I called One Hour T-Shirts, and they were like, oh, it's going to be about $40 a T-shirt. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, And so I tried to put this together, and the best I could do (laughs) was to get a bunch of – I went to Walmart, got a bunch of single T-shirts. You know they didn't have, like, all the sizes, so I had to get some in gray, some in white, and – the best I could do was these iron-on T-shirts. But then I was like, oh, shit, I don't have an inkjet printer anymore. So I had to go to my in-laws at, like, 930 at night when my daughter's screaming, crying. And I'm printing out the things, and then I'm sitting there with the iron and just ironing them on. And I finally I was, like, so proud because I finally made it happen. And then I look at the T-shirt, and I was like, oh, my God, it's this little fucking logo on this big-ass T-shirt. Because, of course, the first one I printed was a luck. And it's I showed a, it's, it. It's a bad T-shirt. I showed it to all these guys, and I was like, they're like, the first thing I got was... Jesus. <laughs> so, and, then, and then someone liked the Jesus comment, and it was just so bad. And I tried my best, but I'm not there yet, okay? I am not the person. So I tried my damn best. And you know what? Sean McDermott tried his best with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback, and it's just not going to happen. Nope. I need better tools. I need a designer. I need a screen printer. And that's what Sean McDermott needs. He needs a new quarterback, and maybe he needs uh, Mike McCoy as his offense coordinator.
0: Bill, coming to you.
3: It was the year two thousand. Wow. Actually, two thousand one. It was the end toward the end of uh, senior year of high school, and they have uh, what uh, what uh, what they call Mister Orchard Park High School, Mister OPHS. So obviously, I entered. <laughs> now they only let me let me tell you they only let about five people enter this competition. I was really excited about my chances. <laughs> I knew I I knew I was very popular. I had a lot of people really liked me, a lot of people didn't like me, but a lot a lot of people liked me. So I said, what could I possibly do that's really, you know, really gonna grab a crowd? And at the time, there was a person named Britney Spears who was quite popular in the pop culture. Yes. And I decided that I was gonna dress up like Britney Spears.
0: Jesus
2: okay. Christ
3: wig through some <laughs> through some nerf balls and a bra yes. put some <laughs> put some pants on what? yeah you and are I pa- ha- you are, you are like a plaid and skirt. and here's what I had here's no no plaid skirt because I did sh- that that's what that's to be expected that's what the uh, generic person would do I you did st- I did super. stronger and I had a oh, chair flag. oh I had a chair oh. it all black. Lights were off. No one else got the lights off. And They said, We can't do this. I said, Yeah, goddamn right, you can do it. This is Bill Nick. This is Buffalo Bill Belcher. Can't be messing around with me. So I performed stronger. There's a videotape floating around there somewhere. I need, we need to find that. My, my parents we were, were really, really questioning, I think, the likelihood of success of their son. They still are. But I put a lot of, put a lot of heart and soul into it. And, uh, I got a couple cheers, got a couple laughs, but ultimately did not get the victory. I was not Mr. Orch Park High School. A lot,
0: lot of laughs. A lot of laughs. A lot of laughs that day. Cass, get us get us running out here, mm-hmm. darling.
1: I'm, I'm going to close it off, and I'm going to close it off going um, very close to Bill Belcher. Um, yeah, as yeah, yeah, I've talked about this yeah, before. Yeah. I uh, I did enter the Miss Coast Guard City Scholarship Pageant. In the year two thousand,
0: Rockwell Report is still looking for those photos. <laughs> I know. I, the, the dude, very, if you
1: find them, I want to see I them. I do. I
0: do believe you described it as a a uh, very tasteful, tasteful. one piece Calvin Klein exactly. bathing suit.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's where I'm going back to because I was probably going into that, guys. I was the clear I favorite. I, w-
3: I was probably dressed sluttier than you. <laughs>
1: yeah, you probably were. I was the clear favorite going into that. I, you know maybe wasn't as serious with my, uh, my, my, um, you all have a cause that you go for, you know, whether it's breast cancer or, you, you know, like, breasts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, mine was bicycle safety awareness because I'm, ca- I'm very concerned. Wrong with I'm guys? very concerned about people wearing bike helmets because you, there's literally like a 99 percent safety guarantee. <laughs> Lars, is, Lars may be dying right now. No, like, literally, if you wear a bike helmet, it will save you, like, 99% of the time. There's, like, nothing else. Like, seatbelts. Seatbelts and bike helmets will always save oh, you. Adorable. So, always wear your bike helmet. So, my 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 cause may have been bicycle safety awareness. I've got my very tasteful Calvin Klein one-piece on with uh, charcoal gray with a ni- nice light blue piping. And I lose. I fucking failed, guys. I was... I was terrible, and I know, you know the moment when it all comes down to, like, I remember the moment when I just, like, failed miserably, and, I, I, like, still to this day, I know exactly when it happened, and today, I knew exactly when it happened, too, it's when Tyrod couldn't do anything, we had, like, three minutes left to go, we had burned all of our timeouts, we went, we went three and out, and everyone's like, "Why are, it's third and ten? Why are we punting?" And we're all like, "Well, we got to punt, duh." And I'm yeah, I,
0: yeah. I, I talked that guy down nicely. Oh
1: yeah, you did. You did a very good job. And, and, I mean, and, and
0: he actually acknowledged that I was completely right that not punting there would have been a uh, complete like disaster. colossal
1: mistake. So, so that was. I mean, I realized you know when you know when your mistake is. However. If I would have gone out and won that pageant and tried to go to Miss Michigan, oh, my God. That would have been such a fuck up. Oh, God. Would it, would it have been, though? Yeah, it would have been because I would have been a the joke. Is. I would there have been is. the new, like, thing, whatever. Miss Miss I, I, I went to DePaul, and I decided I want to play soccer. And I decided I want to walk on to the DePaul women's soccer team, and that's what I did. And you, and did, you know God what? That's what I did and I wouldn't be where I was without that colossal fuck-up that took me that's into it, a different direction, there you go. took me into the right yes. direction. I am where yes. I am. I'm sitting in this bar because I went that's to DePaul. Right. I played fucking four years of Division One soccer, yeah. and I met these guys, and I'm a Bills backer. I'm fucking Bills mafia. Love Lincoln Station. And you know what? There's always next year.
3: That's right,
0: Baby. Search Bills and Beers on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Facebook. doesn't matter where on the internet you will find us. Subscribe on this podcast if you haven't already. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your loved ones, tell everybody you know in Bills Nation how you found us. We'll be back in the offseason when we have a better idea who our new quarterback is going to be. But until then, cheers to Cassie. Cheers to Sujit, to Bill, Jeff. And everybody out there in Bills Nation, and particularly everybody who listens to this podcast, we love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Here's to the process. Here's to the process. Let's all fuck up this year. It's 2018, baby, and we're going to play again in this calendar year. So until September, Bill Bills. Go Let's go, Buffalo.
1: Let's go,
2: Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. The Bills make to Shout
0: All right, all right, I'm just getting it going. Here we go. just checking the levels With La Bamba? Hey. Right. Jay, can you hear
2: Okay. Por ti seré, por ti seré. Hey, look, look at our levels. Are our
0: levels good over here?
2: Look, Cassie, check your levels. <laughs>
0: yo no soy marinero. Yo no soy marinero, yo soy capitán. Soy capitán, soy capitán. Soy
1: capitán.
3: The Mariners have the biggest drought in all of sports That's
0: right, baby Hey, Mariners, you're on the clock
2: Let's do it